what makes me a scientist. Yeah. I don't know, I think being a scientist is just, you know, being able to analyse a problem in a certain way and actually want to know the answer. Peter talks with his scientist Elise about studying other galaxies while still living on Earth in this episode of My Significant Scientist. My name is Peter Catlow. I am Elise's fiance. I love her very much. She just rolled her eyes, but that's fine. <laughs> so, tell me about any of your role models that you've had over the years and how they led you to become a scientist. Well, my main role models are probably my parents. So they got me very interested in science when I was a kid, which was fun because my mum loves sci-fi, so of course... I have seen every episode of every sci-fi that has ever existed. But I think when I was growing up as a teenager, um, Amanda Tapping played a character called uh, Samantha Carter. So she's a astrophysicist in the army travelling through Stargates, which is very cool. But I watched it about the same time I was trying to decide what to do for university, so I ended up picking astrophysics because it sounded really cool and mm-hmm. her job seemed really cool, but it's not really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Since you do a lot of research, and that leads you to many exciting, wonderful places, <laughs> as recently indicated by your trips overseas, mm-hmm. how does that affect your personal life? Well, the traveling's pretty hard. Like, local traveling's not too bad. Like, so I spend a lot of time in Sydney, occasionally go to Melbourne. You know, it'd be nice if I got to travel back to Adelaide in my hometown a bit more often, but that's all right. Uh, overseas travel, that's, like, it's great. You get to travel all over the world, just like, you know, Amanda Tapping in Stargate. Oh, yeah, except one planet. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, it's great. You get to see amazing things. My recent conference, I got to have dinner in a castle. Like, where else would you possibly get to do that? But, yeah. (laughs) I am so... It was great. You got to have dinner in a castle. It's very jealous. It was amazing. It's a very small castle. Being away for long periods of time is pretty hard, personally, because we can't afford to have both of us travelling, so that kind of sucks, but uh, it's good to get out there, that's how you get contacts, and you know, you build your networks, but I mean, travelling's hard, and it's a long way to anywhere from here, which is Canberra. Since the travel affects your personal life, Mm -hmm. are there a few ways that you might change your professional development to sort of maybe so those travels don't doesn't affect you too much personally yeah well i guess i'm much less studious these days i have to like cook food and stuff i can't just eat macas all the time um, i will point out that i we share the cooking it's not just her <laughs> doing all of the cooking no it's not <laughs> i i think professionally i think what i have to change is i just need to work more efficiently within work hours. So, having discussed all this, how do you identify yourself as a scientist? Hmm. Well, I don't wear a lab coat. There is that. There's no point in us having lab coats with computers. What makes me a scientist? Yeah. I have a degree in physics. <laughs> <laughs> that apparently makes me a scientist. I don't know. I think being a scientist just you know, being able to analyse a problem in a certain way and actually want to know the answer. There there are people who 
you know, they're like, oh, I don't know how it works. Oh, maybe someone will tell me one day. And it's like, why? Just do it yourself. It's much faster. So I think I'm more one of those, I don't know the answer, so I should go and do it. Do you enjoy being one of those people that finds the answer that rather than having been told the answer? It is fun. You get to work in areas no one's worked in before and you get this answer and you're like, I don't know what that means. When it's not quite like that, it's good. But yeah, no, it's good fun being a scientist. Like, you get to travel, you get to do things you wouldn't otherwise be able to do, like, you know, study the galaxies in the universe. What's the the sort of... Is it very team-based? Is it very individuals? Like, do scientists like to work as teams? Are they good at working in teams? It depends on the scientist. Me, as a scientist, I work both on my own and in a team fairly well either way. Like, it's more fun working in a team because then there's people to chat to and when you don't know what's going on, you can go ask them. But we're, we're normal people. We, <laughs> we do have lives and hobbies and things outside of research. Well, what are some of those hobbies? Uh, let's see. I like painting, mainly dragons. Dragons are awesome. I paint a lot of dragons. Go and play Nerf Wars, which is fun. That's Nerf Blasters, shooting people that. That's fun. There's a big lot of people in Canberra that <laughs> like to play with Nerf Blasters. Yeah. <laughs> They're a good bunch of people. Games organised once monthly if you're interested. Uh, like I like Lego. I like just hanging out with people. I like frequenting coffee shops. Coffee's awesome. What's your favourite, if you had to pick a favourite? My favourite hobby? Hmm... So not counting coffee drinking, because <laughs> probably like either nerfing or painting are mm. my favorite. Nerfing is pretty fun. <laughs> it's pretty good. You can't do both at the same time, funnily enough. Well, your paintings will not come out very well. You could. It could be like a Picasso, maybe. You could attach tiny little paint pellets to the end of the darts. So like. You paint people. Like paintball painting with Nerf glasses? Yes. That'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah, work. It, it could happen. Yeah, that'll work. Happen. Yeah. I've also noticed that you've tried to grow a few things. Oh, yeah. I used to be good at growing things. I don't know. When I first moved to Canberra, I could grow anything, and now everything died. It's really cold, I yeah. think, is the point. So, yes, I will occasionally grow things. Generally herbs, because they're always useful. And plants, chilies are fun to grow. Um, They've gone a bit squishy at the moment. Yeah, the actual chilies, not the plant. It died. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I don't think going away for a month helped. No, because you left me in charge. See, of there some... we go. That, that's what happened. I travelled for work, and my plants died. So it's like growing plants, like things that thing that scientists do, well... excluding botanists. <laughs> they do that for a living. <laughs> yeah, my friend does that. Um, a lot of the team I work with actually grows plants too. Yeah. But um, then there's some people who can't grow plants to save what, their life. What's his name, that dude? Has his own vineyard. Oh, Brian? Yeah. Yeah, he grows grape plants. Grapevines. Yeah. I was like, grapevines? Grape he grows grapevines and makes wine. Apparently it's good. Not that anyone's been able to try it. <laughs> <sighs> too rare yeah oh well um if i remember correctly he won the what nobel prize for f physics yeah yeah probably uh, a few years ago now yeah well, it's been a while and you got to work with him mm, almost almost because he won the nobel prize just as i got here ah right so yeah. but, but you worked on something i worked with his team you worked with his team 
on something not related to the Nobel Prize. <laughs> what oh. did you work on? <laughs> Supernova. Oh. Well, it's a he super- has such a good memory. For the non-scientists out there. Exploding stars. Yes. Okay. How much energy do they release? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. A lot. <laughs> there you <laughs> we'll go. go with that. We'll go, we'll with, go, a go with a lot. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Oh, it is good fun. Studying exploding stars. Yeah. Although now you're looking at galaxies colliding into each other. Much more fun. There's billions of stars instead. Yeah. <laughs> Do they all explode at some point? No. No? No. Do they implode? No. Do they just sit there? <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. Pretty chill. Stars are pretty chill. Some stars. Some are. Depends. So, since you are a scientist... You obviously love science. Yes. Watching sci-fi shows, then. (laughs) Hmm. You must get annoyed at some of the things in these shows. Oh, watching sci-fi is great fun. You know you're you're sitting next to a scientist when you watch a sci-fi movie and they cringe all the way through? Yeah. But some are really good, which is amazing. They're the best ones when they're, like, really close to reality. When I like to say, you know, just shoot a photon torpedo at them... Yeah. Photon torpedo. Cringing face. <laughs> oh, not so. What are some of the worst things you've seen in the sci-fi that you've just oh, watched and ones? gone, no. The core is like the worst movie. Yeah. They tunnel to the core and it's restarted spinning or something. Yeah, that one. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, they had some, all that, the, the liquid mantle stopped. It's, no, the liquid core stopped. Yeah, the liquid core stopped Mantles moving. Stopped. Birds were just flying into buildings. Well, it's because the magnetic field dropped. Yeah, apparently. Well, birds kind navigate of, by a magnetic field. It's a good movie, and despite and that. It's and all about working together and stuff. Like, yeah, it's good in that respect, but yeah, scientifically it's I believe 70% of the team dies. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that heroic one person. That was two. It's always the heroic couple. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the heroic couple that saves the day. Every sci-fi. While everyone else dies. Every sci-fi. It's the same. That's the standard how sci-fi... How any movie was, isn't it? There's always some love interest. Yeah. And then it's either good or bad, or but there's always a happy ending in the end. There was multiple love interests in Space Milkshake. Yeah, that's true. We won't mention that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but we did. <laughs> well, in that case, we'll sign off. Bye. Thanks to Peter and Elise for sharing their conversation from August of 2014 in Canberra, Australia. Follow at MySigScientist on Twitter and like MySignificantScientist on Facebook to stay updated about the latest conversations between scientists and the people who know them.